Welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one show to bring you all things Club America and English. Your hosts for today are Ivan Pineda, Cristian Rosendo, Alexis Juarez, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Now let's hit the field and start the show. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of the Eagle Eye Podcast. We have plenty and plenty to discuss tonight as we'll be recapping the 3-0 loss against Pachuca. And then also we will be talking about the goalkeeper issues that America is facing alongside that. We'll also be discussing whether or not Fernando Tano Ortiz is in the hot seat and whether or not he will be keeping his job or will he be going in any suitable replacements at that. And if we have some time, Left after all of that, we will be discussing the possibility of America going public and what that means for the club in the financial side of things, as well as potentially becoming public in the sense of stocks and everything that comes along with that. But enough of what I've just said. Let me introduce today my co-host. It is none other than practically my neighbor here in Southern California. It is Mr. Chris Rivera. Chris, how are you, my friend? Good man, good. Uh, a little desvelado, you know, like like yesterday, but good man. Uh, days has passed by since the game happened, so you're kind of cool, like you're cool about it now. So yeah, man, ready to talk about America. And and just to give a little bit of context to the listeners, we had recorded an episode last night with Christian. Uh, about everything, literally, we're, we're about to repeat everything we practically said <laughs> last night. And um, as I was editing everything, I realized that only 15 minutes of the audio for Chris and Christian actually got recorded. Uh, my audio, for some reason, that whole hour we went was completely just done, like it was good. And then you guys, after 15 minutes, was over like we, we, we were using a different uh software and everything it was my fault i should have never tried to do something and i think dylan even gave us a little bit of uh <laughs> of, of stickle because of that but uh we're back on what works for us and what's always been working for us and so um we'll just uh we'll we'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that in that sense but uh you ready for round two chris i'm ready man hopefully we come up with different stuff from yesterday <laughs> so we don't sound like parrots <laughs> at least to us you know no, I agree. I agree. But I think I, I think for the most part we should be fine in that sense. And 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 let's just go from the beginning here. Um, you know, uh, America losing three zero against Pachuca in a game where really it was going to be one of our most toughest, really challenges yet. I mean, America had a very easy, quote unquote, start to the season with the opponents that they had to face. Did not get the results that they had at hand. I mean, we'll talk about it. I think we mentioned it yesterday. It had to do with the fact that this team it just looks like a bit discombobulated in the defense side of things. I mean, we'll talk about the goalkeeper situation and Oscar Jimenez and, and whether or not, you know, is he suitable or should we bring in Malagon or is there a potential other goalkeeper that we could bring in to fix the job maybe in the summer? But, I mean... How would you rate America season to the start? I mean, we're 10 games in. Uh, we're sitting in sixth place. Let me just refresh my memory here to see how many points we're sitting on here. We are sitting on exactly 
17 points. So 10 games, 17 points out of the potential 30. Six plays. What's your takeaway from this? So <clears throat> when I look at the, the season, right, yeah, it, it's it's been very, for at least for, for us, right, it's been a very ugly season. Obviously, people are going to say that's our first loss. We shouldn't really be overreacting. The thing is, like, past past seasons, we've been very do- dominant when it comes to not receiving goals and scoring a lot of goals. And we're still scoring a lot of goals, but the defense doesn't seem like it's anywhere close to being fixed. Mind you, it, it's not all their fault. Like, we, we were talking yesterday – I asked you guys, what is the percentage uh, that you would give at fault? And me and you, we we both agreed that it's Oscar Jimenez that's mainly at fault. You know, we were to give a percentage. I believe you said it was 70-30, right? That, in your, that you said, right? Yeah, around 70-30 is what I would give. Yeah, and I, and I don't disagree with you. I do agree that our defense has been very mid, very just – it feels like the team is just very mid. It doesn't feel like – we're going into the right direction, and after the season, after the first half of the season, it feels like, man, we survived games that we shouldn't have been feeling that we survived. If it, there's games that we should feel like we dominated, and maybe in the first half you do feel that, like, oh, we dominated. Like even against Pachuca, like, like I don't feel we were the worst team. I, I feel like we were the best team. Like at least the first half, second half. We, like Dano just did some subs and everything just didn't make sense. Everything that they were trying to do, the opposite happened, and it just. But at, like you know, at the same time, I do think we haven't, we weren't bad in that first half. You know, I, I think I, I think mm-hmm. the next games, because it's the hardest part of our schedule needs to bring out the best out of us instead of being overwhelmed at the fact that we're going to get competition, real legit competition out of these teams. No, I I agree with you. And and funny enough that you kind of describe this team as mid. If we're talking about the first 12 teams in the league table that make it into the Ligia, quote-unquote, of course we know about the repechaje, America sits in six. That's literally in the middle of of those positions so i i think that's an accurate description of this team at the moment mid very very mid and the sad thing is i think we mentioned it is the fact that this is literally almost the same america side that we had last season right with the difference of obviously you lose your star player in guillermo Ochoa and the safety that he provided in the back and i mean you lose bruno valdez but i think that's what everyone was expecting you don't really bring in any hierarchy names besides maybe Israel Reyes, but he's more for the future. And then, of course, you bring in Malagón, who still yet to see, uh, uh, you know, play a day a game under America in in the league. And then, of course, the incorporation of Leo Suarez again. But he was even on the fence. I think we talked a lot about it during the preseason that he potentially was fighting for a spot in this America side. And I think. Uh, well, that injury to Sendeja has really cemented him. And I think one of the reasons why he eventually is seeing the minutes that he's seen at the moment. But overall, let's talk a little bit about this Pachuca game because it's what we came here to talk about. You mentioned it. This is a Pachuca side that obviously was coming in pretty good form. 
and was going to be a real true test at the Azteca. And the game started off in, in an amazing fashion for, for America. And I would have to make the argument that America kept that same momentum, that same intensity, and that same rhythm throughout the first 45 minutes. Obviously, it doesn't help when your goalkeeper makes two big mistakes, costs you two goals, and now you're looking and you're staring at the barrel 3-0 down. And it also doesn't help that the referee disallows two goals, one that maybe should have definitely been a goal, which was the quote-unquote offside from Diego Valdez, who, I mean, let's face it, he was never. And then, um, of course, the handball situation with Israel Reyes. But you saw a determination, a hunger from these players. And that's exactly what you want to see. Tell me if I'm wrong here, Chris, but I think we all agree that America going forward is fine like I, I think we have a sense of like okay we know we can score goals it's once a team starts pl- picking a couple passes and you mentioned this yesterday when we were talking you know it all it took was pachuca two three four passes to break the line and get themselves an opportunity in front of goal yeah i mean li- like we're gonna use mid right but from the mid up like it's we're we're good but What's gonna happen when we get countered and we get we have Araujo or or Cáceres or Reyes or even Chava and, and Layun or whoever? Like, what's gonna happen when we like these teams are finding out what's our weaknesses, right? If you able to defend the back and you get your fast players or not, maybe not even your fast players, just a little bit of press up and. Those openings just like they already know that all they have to do is shoot at goal, you know. Like you're you're not gonna you're you're you always hear this in football. Defenses win championships. It's the same thing with us, right? Like it doesn't. We're, you're never. You don't expect your attack to score seven goals or ten goals or five goals, three goals. You don't expect that every single game. There's gonna be close games where you need that one zero. But if you can defend, you're. That one zero, like you now, you do need your three goals. You need your four goals, and you can't expect that from any team. Like it's just impossible. You need a solid goalkeeper, and you need a solid defense. And we're in we're in a position where where it's just too obvious. It's like we already know where we're heading, and you can't even move the direction. You know, it's like a train is coming, but you're going forward where the train is at. Like you know, I I, I agree, and then. To make to to highlight that stat, you look at the America's performance this season, and it is two clean sheets in ten games. That's pretty bad. I'm not gonna lie to you. I thought it was just one. If I'm being honest, I don't even remember the. I think it was Querétaro, right? Querétaro, right? The zero that's zero. One, like that's the first game of the season yeah. where everyone's in their preseason form. And we like we said yesterday, like I, I, we're gonna say that a lot because we we're, we're, there's a lot of stuff that we're repeating. But that Mazatlan game, like there's they they shouldn't score on this. Like I was telling them how I seen the stat because they just recently beat uh, Cruz Azul, and that team that's their first win of the season, and that's the seventh win in nine years for that coach. I don't know if that's factual, but that's what I read. And if that's true, well, we us smoking um, Mazatlan isn't that impressive that's the case you know and if that's the only clean sheets we have it's it's very scary like like are we awaiting a better team to just just completely destroy us like it, it, it does it get to that point 
You know, yeah. is that how, how weak we are back there? And I hope it's not the case, and we're going to see that. Maybe we saw a little bit of that against Pachuca and, and Atlas, but we're going to start facing better teams, right? We have Tigres, we have Chivas, we have uh, Monterrey, still the league leaders to, to face off. And, I mean, that defense is going to come to a real test. And Christian mentioned it yesterday, too, that, they, you know, better teams are going to pick us out in, in, in a much easier fashion than Pachuca did. And anyone who watched that game could probably make the argument that Pachuca did it very, very easily. So this this backline looks shaky, but I think on top of that is maybe it comes also from the nerves, knowing that you don't have a solid goalkeeper in the back that gives you that confidence that, okay, if one or two get by me, well, I have a goalkeeper that's going to save me. It's It's... It's comparing pears to apples. I mean, you're going from, okay, I know if they're going to pass me, I have Guillermo Ochoa, who has, who's going to save me, whether, and then going from, okay, I have Oscar Jimenez, will he save me? You know, that there's 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 a lot to take into consideration in that sense. And, and, and that's the reason why we're talking about percentages, right? Who do you blame the most? And we're both on the same page, like, the defense didn't change that much, and you could argue that it got better. Like, if you're going to ask me who's better, Bruno or Israel Reyes, I'm taking Israel Reyes. Like, I have the picture there. I haven't, like, that's when we signed them. But, like, it got technically better. Obviously, like, Yoon is still, like, you don't want him starting. And Chava Reyes is kind of, like, iffy. Like, he's not horrible, but at the same time, he's not, like, this, like, difference maker. And there's too many goals that you watch, and it's, it's, it's going through the keeper's hand or bad positioning. And, and and like I was saying yesterday, like, I think you have to bring, bring this up. We understand that he's going through stuff. Like, we're, we're humans. We're also not going to completely bash on him because, like like we said, we're, we're humans. We understand mental stuff and emotional stuff that happens in your life. With that being said, there's professionalism. He chose to be out there. And, two, he started off the season bad, too. Like, it's not like... Like, he's been – it's not one of those things where you're just like, oh, he's just in bad form because of what's going on in his life. It's He started off bad and now stuff are – like, it's just a bad time in his life, you know, overall. But it's, it, it didn't just, like, happen out of nowhere. This started off from the season. And, like, many of us, like, I wanted Malagona to start from the, from, from the week one because, for me, you're betting on upside. And Oscar Jimenez, to me, has never had an upside that said, oh, that guy needs to start. Many America fans thought that, oh, he's in the same level as Ochoa. He's not in the same level as Ochoa. As much as Ochoa has his his weaknesses, there's a reason why in World Cups, he's one of the best keepers in that tournament. There's a reason why he's at this age in Europe. There's a reason why at this stage, this stage of his career, he's, he's getting looks from bigger teams, right? Because... There's an experience. It's not just, oh, you're weak at this, you're good at this. There's also the the pressure and knowing how to deal with pressure. And I don't think Oscar Jimenez was ever ready for this pressure because the moment something goes wrong, it's like I said yesterday, you're blaming the quarterback. Who's the quarterback in the soccer field? Your goalkeeper. You're going to mm-hmm. blame the goalkeeper. You're going to be like, you're the reason, not the defense. You're the reason, even if it's unfair. But that's just the reality of the sport. No, I I agree a hundred percent with what you said in that in that statement, and you know I've made this comment to you guys a couple of times already. You know that 
Oscar Jimenez is just a Navarrete 2.0. It's the same. It literally history is repeating itself again in, in in America, right? When Ochoa first left, Navarrete was in goal, and everyone thought, well, he had performed decently in the games in the league that he had a cover for Ochoa, and he showed out in friendlies. You know, when America had international friendlies with the likes of Chelsea, with the likes of AC Milan, with the likes of Manchester City. Um, and you know, he performed to a standard that you're just like, oh, wow. I mean, it's, it looks like this guy can, can be the real deal if Ochoa leaves. Cause at that stage, everyone knew that Ochoa was pushing for Europe and that he was going to leave. And so when he leaves, Navarrete comes in and he just absolutely bottles it. He was never ready for that pressure. He was never ready to wear that shirt and to be the number one. And that's the reality. There's the, the, that's the truth. In, in any sport, you always have your first string and you always have your second string. And there's always players that always perform to the level that they're always meant to be. And Oscar is in the same way. He is a great goalkeeper for a lower level team. He's not America quality. And I mentioned this because as America, you have the standards of wanting the best players, of having the best players, right? So in one of the most crucial positions, and I would argue the most crucial position in soccer, being the goalkeeper position, would you not want someone that is national, you know, national team caliber, someone that's playing for the national team, someone who's World Cup worthy? That's who you want playing at America. That's who you want in goal. Or even someone that has an upside, right? Like we're talking about Malagón. He has an upside. Like, like if Malagón does a great job and you start seeing him in the national team, or you know, like Acevedo, like being group, like competing with those type of goalkeepers, no one's mad at that, right? Everyone would understand, like, okay, but what is Oscar Jimenez's is uh, ceiling, like being bench, like uh, being behind Chisin and Ochoa? Like, come on, you know, mind you, a lot of us were optimistic because obviously you 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 use those friendlies and and. Uh, in those games and and you say you say you know what maybe he could perform but there's a different pressure like i don't know if you, you guys seen this uh this video recently of uh of uh a quick mendoza where he says and, and we've heard it from other players where he says there's a there's there's teams in the league that have these like bonuses when they play america where they have to go and beat them right and he said there's games where you look at the table and you're like, oh, this is going to be a easy game. And it's the most frustrating game of the whole season because these players, these teams are looking to beat us. They're looking to – that's their championship. And is Oscar ready for that? Like, was is Oscar that guy? No, because like you said, we play against these friendlies against Chelsea and, and Madrid and United and City and all these teams, right, that have no idea who we are. And if they do, they don't really care because they're just preparing for their season. And he's going to look good. But now play uh, a Nekaka team who says, I'm about to make more money if I go and score on you. I'm going to go uh, – I might lose my job if I, if I don't if I don't compete with, against you. I'm going to hit you. I'm going to shoot from distance. I'm going to do whatever it takes. It's like those goals from uh, Lozano in the Atlas game. He just shot it up and it went in. Like it, there really wasn't much to it, you know. And, and, and that's the difference, you know, like – like we need, like you said, we need experience. We need someone that's gonna come in, be secure. He's not gonna be the reason we lose. Goals happen. Goals happen. You're gonna get scored on, but don't be the reason why, 
right? Make them work for it. And it doesn't feel like they're working for it. It just feels like they're just shooting it or something happens and it goes through his hands or it goes over him and it's just very, very, very frustrating. Yeah, and, and, and to kind of piggyback off what you said, I mean, you kind of saw it in this Pachuca game where Oscar Jimenez was coming in already in the hot seat. He, he had the pressure of the mistakes against Atlas. He knew the fan base was on top of him. He knew that he had already not been performing to the standards. And I would not be surprised if he knew that if he made another mistake, his job would potentially be over and that he would lose the starting position. And you saw that pressure eat him up from the beginning. Eat him up. The first goal wasn't even his fault, and his head already was down. And after and after that, it was he could never he just mentally could not recuperate from that. He just looked abysmal. He he let in the goal that you clearly think easily, you know, put a foot onto that or something. Don't get magged. And then of course the, the third shot, which I think would be a little bit more of a routine catch in practice, you spill and you give the opportunity to the opposing player to go and and, and take the shot. So you're right. This is not a goalkeeper that's bringing or exuberating confidence into the back line, right? And if you're a goalkeeper, I mean, excuse me, if you're a defense and you know your goalkeeper is going to spill seven out of the ten shots that he gets, like, you're always on edge. You're always thinking, like, great, now I have to do double the work. And and that's not the role of the goalkeeper. The role of the goalkeeper is to find a way to make your defense and their lives a little bit easier. Because your your one job, yes, it is to stop the ball from going in the back of the net. But there's so much more that goes into that in order to help and manage the game. Because one of the most important things about a goalkeeper is the vocalization of being able to move your defense and shift it around. And you get to see stuff that they don't. So if you tell someone to drop back or to cover space or to track a run that they're not paying attention to, like that's that you're avoiding an opportunity there. So that's not something that Oscar's really doing if his mind is damn, they better not shoot the ball because I don't know if I'm going to be capable of saving it. And if you're talking about this in the Jornada 10 against Pachuca, can you imagine a playoff match where America is just minutes away from getting into the Liguilla and Oscar knows, damn, if they score on me, it's over and this and that. And that is just a mental game. You do not want your goalkeeper to go down. And so... I mean, it's just, it, it's simple. It's plain and simple. I don't think he has the mentality or the capacity to be the America goalkeeper. And, and and there's a reason why it took him seven years to get there. You know, it took seven years. And and it kind of bugs me to the, to a point that they had to beg him because he was going to go to Tijuana. And for me, they started begging him. And for me, like, you hear the reports. And I don't know how true it is because I saw an interview where he, I guess they did offer him something, but they said that they, I don't know. Through the end, they said they didn't, but I heard that he. I think he said an interview where they said that he just took he accepted less money in Italy when he saw that it, a deal wasn't going to be done, that was way less than what he was going to get over there. But, but uh, just the fact that you know they 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 feel like they didn't really have a backup plan of to to uh, Ochoa leaving. It was like okay, we got Oscar Jimenez. And we'll get Malagón, and then they don't. I know they were in on Acevedo, but it's just like it's frustrating 
when your front office doesn't know what they're doing. You can't get rid of foreigner spots, right? For, for whatever reason, they don't want to sell players or the players have too much say. It's very, very frustrating. And now you're in this situation where you're just creating more weaknesses. Goalkeeper was fine. Yes, people were mad at Ochoa because of the mistake against Toluca. Guess what? You get over it. Like it's, we would have had another season. There's people that try to discredit Ochoa. They oh, he wasn't. He was never that good. Oh, come on, man. He was one of the best keepers in the league, if not the best. Yes, he has his mistakes, just like every other keeper. But that being said, if you're, you don't want to pay what he's worth or what he's valued at, as, right, or what he wants, okay, cool. I understand business is business. You can't go into the season and beg your backup keeper to stay, and then this happens, you know? No, yeah, of course. I, I agree. And, I mean, I, I think the quick fix is definitely putting Malagón, right, which I think we all agree. He probably will start third, um, this Saturday against Tigres. That's the rumor that's been coming out of Coapa. Um, that's, you know, fingers crossed it is true. I, I think I mentioned it before, my, you know, hesitation to putting him in such a big game, but I think it's trial by fire at this point. And, I mean, if Malagón wants to be the goalkeeper that he sets himself to be, I think it's in games like this where you have to show up, right? And so we'll see what happens and and what that will do to the team. And, and you know, the communication that he's going to have to establish with that back line is going to have to be, you know, pretty quickly. But, I, I again, I, I think we see an America side – that potentially seems a little bit better if we put in Malagón. And then, I mean, could you potentially bring in a goalkeeper for, in the summer? That It just all depends. And I think we mentioned this yesterday well, when we were talking that this is an America side that's kind of poised for a re- not a rebuild, but it's, it's kind of being structured in the sense that this is not a quick fix. This is not a one-season, two-season project. This is a okay, we're trying to establish some sense of a dynasty here. You know, we, we want to build a winning team and we want to have that repertoire. So I, I I think that, you know, the important part of it all is making sure that, you know, America starts off on the right foot and the goalkeeper position obviously is an important part of that spine. And we'll see whether or not uh, Maragón is the answer to all our problems. And, and let me add to this, the first the frustrating part about what you just said about rebuild, you look back and it, it, it pisses me off because we sold all of our championship players all at pretty much the same time. And then you, you look at who they brought in and they were all experiments instead of play in. And, and this is my, so I'm a, this is my thing. Cause I, we, we I, I'm going to bring this up because it's, it's also kind of a, a topic right now. Because Marquisin did an interview, right, uh, that he wants to come back. And I see people saying, oh, come back, come back. Mind you, I don't have anything against Marquisin. I'm a big fan. I, I love his leadership. I love this and that. But why is it that we want we get stuck on what players have done in the past? And we never look at the form that they're currently on. The reason why we're in this, this uh, problem is because of the fact that you got rid of all these uh, key players from our last championship and you bring in Vinas, who was an experiment. You bring in Los Juarez, who was not doing good in, in Europe. You you bring in uh, Richard, you, you give him their problems. He was, was one of his 
the the best players in, in Paraguay. But either way, like you get rid of all these players and everything becomes an experiment. Now you're bringing in Marchesin and you're not even taking to account. Like, look at his form. He's injured for starters. And then Celta, they're saying that he was one of the main reasons they were fighting relegation. I don't know how the table is, but supposedly they're not really struggling or they're out of relegation uh, the last three. To me, is like we're not going to take into account any of that. Like, to, this is the reason why we're in a rebuild. Go and get players that are key players on their teams right now and go and put them in the, Real Madrid is not going to go inside. And I'm using Real Madrid because we compare ourselves to them in Mexico uh, version, right? They're not going to go and bring in a question mark or, or a has-been or, or a, 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 oh, he had this potential, but he doesn't have it anymore. Maybe we could bring it out of them. They're not making those type of signings. Why are we going and scooping down to that level of, bring, of giving these guys second chances? And then, mind you, they don't do good, and we can't even sell them because they ha- they say no because they're making too much money. To me, it just bothers me. Like, it, like I read these stuff, and it bothers me. Like, bro, like we're not a, a a little team. Why is our front office like this? And why, like, 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 mind you, Matos Uribe was rumored too, and they reached out. I didn't mind that because he plays in Porto and he's a consistent starter. If I'm not mistaken, I don't mind that. While I do kind of get weirded out at the fact that we're looking at a midfielder. But at least he's good enough in, in form, right? Don't go for these, like, just names. Going Like, Jeremy Menes, why did we bring him up? Oh, because Tigres had a, a French player. Why do we care what they have? You, you get what I mean? And, and, like, we shouldn't be in a rebuild. We should be having a, a, a dynasty just based off our 2018 championship because that's where we were headed. That's where, how stacked we were. Mind you, look at the team we had. The only position we weren't that great on was was the nine. Even then, it wasn't that bad. Now look at it. Uh, now we're talking about rebuild, and it's just like, why are we in this position? Why people aren't getting fired? Why is the front office not getting fired, you know? Yeah, I think there's there's there's, there's a lot of fingers to point here and in, in the fact that the front office has probably not done its job. And then, like I mentioned, it's, it's hard to get an answer when it comes to these situations because – the people that have the answers don't really want to give them, and the people that semi have an answer are always kind of throwing a bone here and there, and you can't really piece everything together. So that's the difficult part for America. I, I understand your frustration because, trust me, I get it too. And really, the only answer I can probably think of that is just because we don't have smart people running the club. And I mean that topic alone could you know go for days and days and days, but I mean, I don't know, you know, it's 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 tricky, at yeah best. Yeah, and then uh, you could also say they're just uh, being too friendly with uh, agencies, right? Which is yeah, always yeah. been the case. It's like oh, they're under like the Linus situation. He didn't come back because. Mind you, I'm happy we didn't go that route to an extent because uh, he's not worth what he's going to get in Tigres. But when you start hearing the, the reasons why they rejected that, it's just like, really? Because he has the same agency as Sendejas and you don't want them competing because of the money. Like, like, what's really going on there, you know? Like, that's where it's just like, so what are we doing? Because if you ask me, 
like 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 people say, it's not my money. Do whatever you want to do with it, as long as the team does good, and and that's pretty much the case. But like, if the real reason is just, oh, he's gonna play against Sendejas, uh, and we want Sendejas to do good to lead to Europe. Well, that, I don't care about Europe, bro. What is we doing for the team, right? Yeah. Them going to Europe, I don't care about that. I care about the team. If it was if it was up to me. If all our best players stay with us forever, as long as they have their form together, the Europe stuff I don't care about. Same, neither, neither do I. But I mean, it's that's just the reality we live in. And I mean, you know, we can go on about it for days because it really is a topic for days. But it, I think the reality of it is, America's just have to kind of deal with the situation that we're in right now, and hopefully, we have enough to get get us through. And and I mean, we'll see what goes from there. But. To kind of circle everything around, you know, it's 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 gonna be tricky. The goalkeeper situation isn't a quick fix unless Maragon steps up. But even then, I think he still he still has a couple ways to go. Um, he's still young, so that that's a plus for him. Uh, but one thing's for sure, uh, Jimenez cannot start, and and if he does start against Tigres, um, I think these Tano out hashtags are gonna be a little bit more. Uh, frequent than what we've been seeing right now. Like I said uh, yesterday, as long as Malagón isn't the reason we're getting scored on, it's all good. Don't be the reason, and that's all I'll ask for. Now, if the defense becomes the reason, we, we're going to have longer good. talks about it, right? We're going to have, like, well, well, how do we fix the defense? Because everybody on that defense is, is, uh, is questionable for their future. Even Emilio Lara, who hasn't really played, but he cost us games last, last uh, season. Yeah. So everybody, 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 like everyone, you have to be like, who, who can we get rid of? Who can we bring in? Everything. But as, as long as Malagón is just not the reason, he's going to have a future with this. Now, he might not be the starter next season, right, if he's not, like, fantastic. But. Yeah, no, Mal- Malagón has has quite a couple years at America. That's, that's a given. Um, but let's talk about someone who maybe isn't. As secure for the future, and that's our manager Fernando Tano Ortiz. Um, a lot of hot takes in regards to whether or not he's capable of managing us, and and especially after the declarations he made in the press, uh, kind of throwing a little bit of a you know a jab at the fans. Um, I mean, what do you make of this? I mean, Tano, I think, is in a position where he's finding himself in a real rough patch for the f- very first time. And, uh, you know, he has to deal with the criticism. He has to go and kind of, you know, give the face to the fans, to the public. His, his halftime substitution has always been questionable. This is a manager as well that isn't, you know, loaded with experience in first-team football, and especially in Liga Mekis. You know, is 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 you finally coming to the point where we realize we were weighing over our heads with Dano, or do you think this is a situation where it, it's just a hiccup? He's capable of kind of you know getting us out of the rut. So it's it's too early to really uh, say it right to to say he's in the, in the hot seat or he's not the guy because I'll I'll say this in defense to him and Solari. They didn't get signings that fixed the team. They got sometimes they got luxury signings, or they just couldn't get uh, not luxury signings, but like like if you bring in Cabecita and Valdez, and that's not really the biggest need in the club. Like 
okay, that's just to show off that we could make those signings, but what about our defense, right? What about this and that? Like, Solari, like, like he asked for the right winger for forever, and who did they bring in? You know, it's like, like, he doesn't want Otero, or maybe he did want Otero, I don't know, but, like, he obviously had better players in mind, and the same thing with Tano, like, like, defense, like, don't bring me Leo Suarez, or maybe he did ask for Leo Suarez, but, like, get, get rid of foreigners, bring me someone that's gonna, that's gonna fix this team, and a lot of these, like, it, it's, like, I, to, I know for us, this has been a topic, like, the whole fan base, it's been a topic forever, but at what point does ownership say, okay, I can't get rid of every single coach every single time, at what point do I start blaming the front office, Baños, and whoever, like, is there with them, like, mind you, what, what what Tano said, it did piss me off too. Like, if the fan base is saying these two guys suck, don't put them in, which was like you and Jimenez, they're getting booed all game from the start, by the way. It wasn't like just like second half or anything. It was from the start. They're getting booed anytime they took the ball. Like, like you can't sit here and be like, I'm going to, I'm the coach. I'm going to put whoever I want. If, and if they don't like it, like, I could, like, they could, I could, they could get rid of me. Like, yes, we could get rid of you, but you don't have to, like, if that's the case, bro, like, you got to leave because you need to understand where you're at and and how easy it is, it is for us to replace you because like, every single coach would love to coach America. Every single one. We could we could pull out someone from, from Europe because we've done it before. But you can't give us those type of answers because you need to fix whatever the issue is because it's too obvious. If it's too obvious... You can't sit here and tell us, like, oh, I'm the coach. I'm going to do whatever I want. Like, if they don't like it, they could get rid of me. Come on, man. That's 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 very loser mentality, at least to me. Yeah. No, I agree. And, you know, the only way to really kind of defend this kind of position is if he gets results in the next upcoming games. I mean, let's, let's be for real, right? What matters is not what you say. It's what you show on the pitch. And if your team is – racking up goals and, you know, putting in a performance, then you're not going to get those type of questions. You're not going to get that kind of questioning. So I think he's on the latter side of everything, and, and, and he's just kind of trying to, you know, swerve around the criticism, save face for a couple of his players, um, and try to maintain, you know, the locker room presence, in it, or at least a locker room mood to be a good one. And, I mean, we'll see whether or not he's capable of it, but I think with what little he's had or what little the the club has given him, he has produced immensely for us in such a short period of time that I think it'd be foolish not to give him a little bit more time. I, I, I do think he's in a hot seat, but I don't think it's to the point where you're thinking about replacing him. I think... This season's important, but I don't think he loses his job just yet, right? The performances aren't there yet, and the results aren't there yet. Look, I mentioned if this America side goes from losing 3-0 to Pachuca to potentially gaining 8 to maybe even 12 points for the next upcoming four games, then it's a whole different topic of discussion, right? It's, it's how this team is able to save face moving forward. And I think that is an important part, and that's what Dano needs to bring to the table, get his players to start acting right, fix what needs to be fixed, 
and uh, well, then from then on, you move forward, and hopefully, the results uh, showcase. And you know, with that said, we keep them in that aspect. But for you, Chris, how much time do you give Tano to kind of turn it around? Good feeling. He rides it through the through the whole season. I don't think I think if he doesn't end up being champion, he's gone, regardless of how we play. But if it comes to a point where we're getting humiliated, because it, it could it could get that ugly quick. Like let's not kid ourselves. Like our, no. our our games coming up could get very ugly. Mind you, I, I don't expect it to get ugly because I do think we're not playing like the Pachuca game, right? I don't think we played as bad, but you can't let that happen, right? So as a coach, you have to go and fix that because there comes a point where it doesn't even matter if you're playing good. If that keeps on happening, well, you got to get out of here, bro, because you're not you're not fixing the obvious, which is whatever. Like if it's the defense or it's the goalkeeper, then you got to do something to fix it. And uh, and the uh, yeah, like I think uh, the hot seat, like I think. If they, if it just gets very ugly, real quick, he's gone, right yeah. away. No, but I, I, but I think he's gone. Bef- end of the end of the season, if we don't end up being champions, or if we reach the final, if we reach the final, I think he stays. I don't think they sack him. But if 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 he if he uh, loses any before that, I think he's gone. And and rightfully so, because at that point, there's no progress. I mean, you went from reaching the first season, reaching quarterfinals, second season, reaching semifinals. And, I mean, if your point is to keep progressing, then reaching a final, obviously meaning that you're progressing in the right direction. Hopefully you win that final, but if you don't, you still kind of have that, hey, look, I keep going forward. Just give me one more season. Give me a couple more players. I can bring home that t- that title. And look, it's still early days in the season, right? We still have seven more games to go, right? 21 points at hand. Lots can change. Liga Mekis is a poised league for things changing quickly in and all sense of direction. The best teams, is it's not how you start Harlow when season uh, ended up. It's how, you're, how, how it's uh, going to the Liga. So let's say we end up be getting into this great form going into league. Yeah, now we're league uh, contenders. It's a lot of the times those are the teams that are upsetting these like first to four uh, standing teams, right? So a lot could change. Like I'm to an extent, like you you're somewhat optimistic, but it starts off with 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 the, with a goalkeeper switch. That's where you have to start. Correct, and I mean we'll get to see that whether or not he does on uh, on Saturday against. So, Dano with a lot of homework, but I think he's capable of pulling the right results in these upcoming matches. And I, I mean, we'll be here to debate. We'll be here to talk about them. And uh, well, hopefully, America gives us some good stuff to mention and to talk about. So, um, but with that said, you know what? I th- think we're gonna have to wrap it up here because uh, what uh, being pressed for time here, but. Uh, I, I, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the whole America going public thing. I, I want to do a little bit more research on it. I, I was doing some today, um, and I want to do a general kind of research on to 
what this means for America and, and what potentially it could do to our financial status. And maybe, I mean, I don't think we'll hear any serious bids or names for this club in regards to stocks and options and, you know, percentages of, of, of what's going to be sold. But I kind of want to do a little this. bit more. I'll just say this. If you like how Tigres is ran, you'll love the idea of this happening to America. I'll just say that. We could just continue this for another time because that's a top, very detailed topic where we could educate a lot of people with it and maybe even hype them up if it happens, right? Because if you like how Tigres is, does their their uh, their uh, signings and all that, like it's there's no more quote unquote experienced signings. It's going to be big name signings, this and that, because now you have investors, right? Yeah. <laughs> now they're making money off of whatever we do. And most of the time it's winning that's going to have to happen. So I'm very excited for that conversation. We'll leave that for another time, but it's going to be a very detailed topic. Just, you know, be ready when it happens to all the listeners. I agree. I agree in that sense. Um, what's this rabbit up here? Um, is there anything else you want to say before we uh, close shop here, Chris? Nah, man. So everything's good. Now we can just rest now. And hope this all, yeah, all was recorded properly. Yeah, exactly. Because if I'm being honest, we were way more chill than yesterday. Yesterday was very yeah, depressing. Was very, yeah. <laughs> but but now we're more cool-headed. We're chill. We 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 trust this uh, recording session more than yesterday's. Yeah, so I agree. so we'll be good, and hopefully everyone enjoys what we recorded today. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think we had a very good conversation here, and uh, looking forward to continuously doing this a lot more along the way. Um, and I just want to say thank you to the listeners, thank you to our followers, um, thank you to everyone that entered into the recent uh, ticket giveaway that we had. Huge shout out to AJ for making that a possibility. Um, huge shout out to Christian who came on yesterday. I apologize that, you know, his dial-up service was the reason why we weren't able to record, but, um, I just want to say thank you to him and as well as Dylan who continuously keeps us grounded in his, uh, his remarks and everything. So, um, thank you guys again. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. We'll be back to talk a lot more Club America in English, and I just want to say thank you to all of you guys for continuously supporting us, even throughout our hiatus. Um, we try to be a little bit more consistent come 2023. Um, we promise you guys, and uh, yeah, hopefully best things yet to come. But um, thank you again, Chris, for coming out, making the time again to re-record this. I promise you this time I did press the record button. Um, we'll have this out shortly for all of you guys to listen. Thank you guys again. Thank you so much. And as always... Arriba la América. Good night. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen. 